Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Everybody, thanks for joining me today for Self Injury Awareness Day. And today's topic is how to stop self harming. I saw blood oozing from my arm where I had used a piece of glass from broken beer bottles that I had just found that were littered all over the ground to carve into my arm. I hate mom. The happiest memory of my mom is when she would teach me how to bake sweets for the holidays. I remember we were living in this small two-bedroom apartment in Las Vegas. It was off of Tropicana and Maryland. And every year she would go all out and decorate for the holidays you know, and for, we, she taught me how to bake pumpkin pies for Thanksgiving and oh, Christmas. She really loved Christmas. So she would go all out and decorate, letting us join in the festivities. And she would let us bake Christmas cookies. I remember she would let me wear her apron and she would divide the dough and let my older brother, Mark and I have our own pieces with all of the different colors of food coloring and we had all the sprinkles and she would just let us go nuts and just design and create and do whatever we wanted. And she would be playing uh, Christmas carols. They would be playing in the background. And my dad would be walking around with his camcorder trying to capture every single moment. And my brother and I would be so excited to make those special, special cookies. We would pick out the best ones to put on a plate for Santa Claus. Then there was the time that my mother ran out on me because she had come back from the bathroom and she saw a man named Lewis on top of me sexually assaulting me. And all I remember is seeing her yelling at me, but I couldn't hear her because the music was blasting so loud. I knew she was angry with me and she turned around and she left. And I remember reaching out 
for her. But I was weak. She left me there. And the last thing that I remember is looking up at the ceiling, watching it spin while this man named Lewis had his way with me. Growing up, <clears throat> I remember my mother being a great mom to my two younger brothers. She was always carrying them. She nursed them. She coddled them. She never yelled at them. She was so calm and sweet. She was so gentle and loving. In fact, I actually learned how to take care of babies from her. I, I love my baby brother so much. You know, as a little girl, it was like, ooh, a real life baby, you know, because I had all the fake babies. And um, so it was really cool. You know, I learned about, you know, how to care for the umbilical cord, how to change their little diapers, you know, how to make sure that they sit up when you're feeding them through a bottle, you know, just a lot of things that I remember I learned about burping the baby, uh, holding the baby's head. So I learned a lot from her about how to take care of babies. And I always looked at my mom like that, that she was an excellent mom because of how she would take care of babies. But then I think back about my personal relationship with her and we were never close. She was always criticizing me, putting me down, making me feel bad about something I did or didn't do. I always felt like she favored my older brother over me because it's like he got away with a lot more and I got punished more. And then there were the times when they would gang up and make fun of me, laugh at me. I was always you know, the target. That's my truth. She called me names. She beat me, yelled at me, screamed at me. She basically had me believing that she hated me. And I remember getting brave one day when she was yelling at me, getting mad at me for something. And I remember telling her, you hate me. And I remember the look of shock on her face. And she continued to be angry and yell at me. And she said, I feed you because I hate you. I, I do your laundry because I hate you. I da 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 because I hate you. Like she was speaking to me that way. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I guess she's got a point, but if she loves me, then why do I feel like this? Why don't I feel loved? I was so confused. But I was too young to understand what was going on, to properly express my thoughts or emotions. 
to acknowledge the fact that maybe my mother had some healing to do from trauma she may have experienced. I didn't even know what the word trauma meant. I, I was, I was young. When we were living in that apartment, I believe I was, I, I, if I had to guess about what age I was, it could have been eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there is the age that I was. And it was around 11 years old when we were living in a new apartment. That's why I know that this took place prior to that because we were living in a new apartment. It was across the way from Sunset Park. I believe it was the Sunset Point Apartments, as a matter of fact. And it was there that I found myself barefoot wandering around the little deserted area that they had there. And that's where I found those broken beer bottles to carve into my arm. I hate mom. Another argument had ensued. I couldn't even tell you what that was. I just know it pissed her off enough to the point that she kicked me out of the house. That following year during the summer is when she would send my older brother and I to Texas to visit family which is when I was incestuously raped by my 23-year-old cousin. And this was just the beginning of trauma collecting for me. So if you can imagine, my cutting got a lot worse. No one ever took the time to help me understand that I was having thoughts from my experiences and I was believing these things to be true, like I deserve to be mistreated. All those names that my mother called me stupid, my brother telling me that I was fat and ugly. I mean, I was a little girl. But I started believing all these things about myself. My brother would, he verbally abused me. And I know now it's because he was dealing with his own pain from information that my mother told him that I feel was, he was too young. He didn't have the capability to comprehend or process any of the information she told him about his biological father. So he took a lot of his anger out on me. He would call me every name in the book. He would put me down like you would not believe anything and everything. I could never do anything right. I was always doing something wrong, being stupid. I could never build a car out of Legos the right way. I could never draw a picture the right way. I mean, you name it, I couldn't do it the right way. So I started believing these things. I started believing that I wasn't good enough. I just couldn't do anything right. I was worthless. I was useless. I, I believed those. And when you start believing things like that, you also tend to attach emotions to those things. So I had emotions, you know, like shame. I was ashamed of who I was because I was believing those thoughts from all those things that were going on. And now I know it was never even about me. It wasn't. Everything that happened to me was because of other people's pain. And they made choices to hurt me. I didn't deserve it. 
I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't ask for it. These things just happened because they made the choice to do that. I was so tormented by all of these things, not knowing what to do about it or that there was even something to do, that I went as far as getting a butcher knife from the kitchen and attempting to stab myself with it. But something stopped me. Then around 13, 14, my parents got divorced. And I was left under her care. My father decided to take the two little ones. And I'll never forget, we were standing by the front door. And my parents called my older brother and I. And my dad, my I believe my two little brothers were there. Or I don't know if they were or where they were. I just remember my parents standing there by the front door. And they just said, who do you want to live with? That was it. No, let's sit down. Let's chat. Let's talk. It, was, it wasn't anything like that. It was like, who do you want to live with? Naturally, my brother and I chose my mother because growing up, we always viewed my dad as like a mean, stern person. Like you couldn't get close to him. He was always very stern and intimidating. And my mom kind of was always lenient, kind of letting us do what we wanted, um, more so Mark than me. But still, she would like, she was very controlling, though, about things. But like she would buy us like uh, the sugary cereals where my dad wouldn't. He wanted us to eat the plain ones. And we always thought he was just a big old mean man. But how I know better, my dad was actually trying to feed us healthy food. He knew that that stuff was crap, you know, but we were so young and they never explained anything like that to us. They didn't sit there and explain these things. So we just didn't understand. We didn't know. And as little kids, we just thought, oh, well, my mom's nice. My dad's mean. So when we chose to go with my mom, we didn't really know what we were doing. We didn't understand the choice that we were making at the time. But being with my mother proved to be extremely challenging for me because she was in no position to take care of me. She really wasn't to the point that I would end up stranded a lot of the time. And if you can imagine that just put me in harm's way. So for years, I would cut myself. But you know what? Cutting is not the only way that we self-harm. Overly drinking to the point that you black out, to the point that you are so belligerent that you put yourself in harm's way for other people to abuse you is another form of self-injury. I mean, even getting drunk to that degree, a lot of times when people have a lot of anger, they tend to get into fights. You're physically hurting yourself there and other people. So self-injury isn't just all about cutting. It's really anything that you're doing because of the pain that you feel inside and you're just so desperate to make it stop. 
I was so desperate to escape my reality. I cut myself. I abused drugs and alcohol. I did it all, anything and everything I could get my hands on to just make that pain stop, to numb it. So if you are somebody who self-harms, I want you to know that you do not deserve it. I know that the pain that you carry may be unbearable. That's the reason why you do what you do. It's a coping mechanism. But it's not helping you. It's hurting you and the people around you, especially the ones that you love. Just because other people made wrong choices to hurt you does not mean that you deserved it. That's a lie to think otherwise. You do not deserve to spend the rest of your life in a prison of pain. We cut and we abuse drugs and alcohol because we need an outlet. We need a way to release the pain because it becomes so overwhelming and we just can't handle it. So how do you stop self-harming in order to stop you have to understand why you're doing it to begin with and if you're somebody like me who experienced mental physical and sexual abuse it might not just be one thing but there is a way to identify the truth in all the things that have gone on and i could tell you for certain without knowing what you've currently experienced is that you do not deserve to carry that pain. You deserve to release it. A lot of times we are not raised being taught how to safely process and honor our emotions. So we just bottle them up, especially men, boys. Don't you dare cry because then you're viewed as weak, right? That is like one of the most harmful things that has ever been said to the men in this world. We were meant to feel. We have feelings for a reason. So when you identify a moment in your life, an incident that caused you pain, it's important to write down all the thoughts that came from that, as well as the emotions that you felt. And then you have to be honest with yourself and realize that the only reason why you had those thoughts were because of the way that you were treated. But that doesn't mean that it, they're true. Those feelings are real. You feel those feelings, but they come from those false thoughts. Remember, your trauma lies to you. You have to be the one to realize what's true. Tell yourself the truth. Because whatever the mind believes, it will achieve. Whether it's good or bad, your mind cannot tell the difference. So it's so important to make sure that you do the work 
and identify the truth in that situation. And you have to do this for each and every one of those situations. So to help you with this, I created what I call the Tool of Tears. And it helps guide you through all the traumatic, painful memories of your life and how to honor and release your emotions, how to have, you know, revelations of those experiences, because there's so much learning that you can get from looking back in those experiences. And do not be scared. Nobody can hurt you anymore. The only person that can continue hurting you is yourself. So now is the time for you to take charge. The best comeback against those that hurt you is to thrive in life. That is the best comeback ever. And it's not about revenge. It's not what I'm talking about. There's power in forgiveness and letting that stuff go. Because as the longer that you hold on to it, the more it just weighs you down. It's like a heavy weight. And no matter how hard you try, you will never have liftoff. Because you're going to be glued to the ground. You can do this. And you can access my tool of tears on my website at tiffanypatlin.com. And as always, I offer complimentary sessions for those that just want to connect with me like this. Because I would love to help walk you through whatever it is that you've experienced and to help you identify the truth in what happened and in who you are. You were made by God on purpose for a purpose. And there's a journey in discovering that. And I am more than happy to help walk you through that. There's a, a famous quote that I love. And it's, you have to heal what hurt you. So you don't bleed on those who did not cut you. And to help you unpack that, it's you have to heal what hurt you so you don't take it out on other people that didn't hurt you, like your children or your spouse or whoever that is that is near you, that loves you, your friends, coworkers. So I hope that this episode helped you. It was very important to me to do this episode for this particular day and to be vulnerable and share with you my own personal experiences with self-harming. I understand what it's like to be in that position where you feel like you have no outlet. And so you take it upon yourself to cope. But like I said, remember, it doesn't help you. It just hurts you. So if, if you ever find yourself in that moment where you feel like picking up a piece of glass or a knife or whatever that looks like, just remember my words. You don't deserve to live in a prison of pain and you do not deserve to hurt yourself. Just reach out to me. I'm here for you. 
That's it for me, guys. I will see you on the next episode. Take care now. Bye.